I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours. We are a music podcast that chats to artists, musicians and creatives on their songwriting process and upcoming releases. We very much appreciate you returning to listen to us once more. My name is Simon Fink and this is episode 226. How is your week going? Hope you've been keeping cool wherever you are. Australia at the moment is a bit of a hot place to be, so hopefully you're somewhere in the shade listening to some great new music uh, and listening to this very podcast It feels like we've only just kind of wrapped up the Falls Festival run and all the sideshows that were happening from those bands. And then I feel like we're about to kind of begin the ramp up to Laneway Festival. Uh, Laneway Fest has announced their set times this week. So make sure that you're across those. Make sure your favorite band doesn't clash with your other favorite band. Um, Anyone who listens to the podcast, you'll be able to see us at the main stage watching Phoebe Bridges in Adelaide. So um, if you do listen to this podcast when you're Adelaide, make sure you're at that stage, come say hey. But uh, hopefully you'll be able to catch one or two of the Laneway acts on this very podcast in the next coming months. We can't say a lot more. But until that point, let's talk about today's guest. Our guest for today, for episode 226, is Holiday. They're an alternative rock and indie group based in Tasmania, but they all originally met in Byron Bay. Um, and the band itself is a bit of a melting pot, similar to Byron Bay. Uh, frontwoman Meg hails from the UK, while guitarist Jesse comes from Tassie and producer Marcos hails all the way from Argentina. So you've got a lot of different influences in this band, but they um, they do make some incredible music. They make very cinematic and sweeping kind of alt rock. And I feel like this music will resonate with fans of artists like Florence and the Machine and London Grammar. So if you're into those bands, I feel like you're definitely going to enjoy the music of Holiday. Uh, In December, they released their brilliant second record, which was titled Lover. And there is an EP coming soon. It is forthcoming. And when that does uh, come out, we'll make sure that we do promote that on the podcast as well. But we've got them here on the pod today in promotion of that single Lover. In today's episode, we're speaking with frontwoman Meg and guitarist Jesse about a range of topics, actually. We're, we're chatting about the band's origins and how they all met, the songwriting process within the group and and what they discovered when they were travelling abroad and visiting festivals like Glastonbury. Speaking of festivals, they are playing at Party in the Paddock next month, which is a brilliant music and camping festival in Tasmania. Uh, this year they boast a lineup that includes Gang of Youths, The Presets, Young Gravy, um, Meg Mac, Venga Boys, definitely worth your time if you are in Tasmania or love traveling to Tasmania. Definitely worth checking out. The festival itself holds a bit of a special spot for the band, as it's also the festival that they run. They look after this festival, they curate it, they run it. Um, we have a chat about that as well and, and 
talk about learning to switch off when you're at other festivals. So it is a very fun chat that we do have with Meg and Jesse today. What we're going to do, we'll make sure in the show notes you'll find all the social media links for the band um, and we'll also have links for Party in the Paddock as well. So you'll be able to buy tickets from there uh, if they are still available. It is coming up. It is next month at festival and it is very popular. So if there are still tickets available, head to the podcast show notes and you'll be able to find those there. We also want to give a quick shout out to Nat from the PR Files for helping out with today's episode um, and her assistance. Lastly, in the show notes as well, you'll find our social media links. So if you haven't already, go on there, chuck us a follow on Instagram or on TikTok or wherever your uh, your chosen social media platform is. Um, but regardless of that, let's get on with it. Here is our chat with Meg and Jesse from Holiday. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Meg Hitchcock and Jesse Higgs from Holiday. Hello, how are we? Hey Simon, how are you doing? Hello. Doing very well, thank you. How are both of you today? Good. It's a Monday for us. We're, um, we actually work together uh, for a production management company called Vibestown Productions and um, we're currently working towards Party in the Paddock, which is a major event. It's actually a festival I accidentally started in my early 20s um, that <laughs> seems to still exist, uh, which is a lot of fun. So we're kind of gearing towards that. But that's our day jobs uh, we're three weeks away from that. Three so. weeks away. So we're kind of like head down focused in the other part of our brain, uh, the organisational, mathematical almost part of our brain. We're still super creative with it. But, um, yeah, we we only get to play music on the weekends at the moment. Look, I can very much appreciate that. And I was uh, going to touch on it a little bit later, but because we're already kind of um, – have it on on in front of us party in the paddock is again a festival that you guys you'll be playing as well in a few weeks time um but yeah i wanted to talk about it i guess a little bit about that and and promote the festival as well because obviously uh there is an incredible lineup this year yourselves included which we'll have all the details for in the show notes of this podcast but i think there's um who have we got this year there's presets dmas gang of youths peach prc uh venga boys which is just a um Chef kiss to whoever booked <laughs> um, them. Um, I guess for yourselves, how is it being able to see both sides of that kind of equation? The fact that you guys get to be artists on the bill and you get to play to the crowds, but then you also get to see all the fun and I imagine not so fun uh, stuff going on behind the scenes as well. Yeah, it's it's something I'm, I'm pretty used to because um, I've been doing it for a while, but Megs, what do you reckon? I luckily have had quite a lot of experience in events as well not necessarily over here in in Australia you might be able to tell I'm not from here I'm from England (laughs) (laughs) but to be honest it it's just fun I love being a part of the creation of all of those memories for for the punters I just remember being a and going to festivals and being like, this is the most inspiring thing I've ever done. And then from that moment, I was like, I want to help curate those moments for other people. Um, And, yeah, I think 
part of our culture right now, music festivals really provide that group celebration for people. Um, yeah. People get to let their hair down more than they ever do in other settings and hopefully most of the time that's in a safe container if the right people are organising the event. Mm. And so it's just, I, I love it. I love experiencing both sides of the fence and it, I, I would love to carry on doing it forever, keep th- creating magic. I think it's almost weird for us when we go to an event and we're not uh, involved There's <laughs> something of it, you know. So Yeah, it definitely takes about... I don't know, eight hours to relax into another event. And be like, ah, oh, we don't have to pay attention yeah. to everything. We can just. <laughs> you have to take the glasses off. It's almost like having x ray glasses that, you know, you, you're constantly focused on, oh, how are they doing that? You know, yeah. and sneaking looks back a house to see what's going yeah. on. Oh, that sign just fell down. Like, I don't have to put it up, but maybe I will anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you, I imagine that you guys probably know the the pains and some of the other um, aspects of it that might help support in those other festivals where you're not there. But I can imagine that it is difficult to kind of like have that little switch kind of turn off and not go, that's right, we don't have to do 20 million things today. We can just play and then have some beers and enjoy ourselves. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What was that, sorry? We go on holiday. Exactly, exactly, which brings us to yourselves and the brand new single that came out at the end of last year um lover it is a brilliant track um i kind of want to oh i do want to talk about the track but i was hoping to talk about the origins of the band meg as you mentioned there is a bit of an accent you are not from australia and i think that um marcos as well who's in the band uh also um is joining us from i think from argentina Yeah. yeah 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 I'd, I'd love to know, like, the origin of, of the band and how all of you met and kind of got together to begin with. Yeah, well, we all, like you just said, Jesse's from Tasmania as well and a lot of the other band members are also from Tassie. Quite exotic, Tasmania. <laughs> um, I love Tasmania, but we'll get to that a, a bit later as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, I'm from London. Marcus is from Argentina. And we all, as you do, moved to the magical melting pot of Byron Bay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's, yeah, that's where we met. Jesse actually moved in with Marcus. Mm. I went on a very specific mission. Um, I was in a band in Tassie for about 10 years and we travelled the country. It's actually like my best friends, my brother and my dad were all in the band. Um, It was fun. We had a lot of good times, but we also, we fought like cats and dogs, um, and it was kind of like a pretty dramatic breakup and I was like, you know what, I, I don't know if we can swear on this podcast. Oh, please go for it. Fuck you guys. I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Byron Bay to meet some musicians I can harmoniously create with. I didn't say it out loud to them, but I, I said it with my eyes. Um, and, yeah, and literally I moved straight into a house with Marcos, uh, my, my first housemate in Byron Bay and probably my, my first housemate other than a previous band member. And we started jamming the first night that we met each other. We had a six pack of stone and wood and a garage full of instruments. And we just went to town and next thing you know, we churned out like four songs, um, including next best friend, which was one of our first singles. 
Um, and yeah, the, the pro, that project kind of evolved into Holiday, uh, and then we changed the name because that, that was my solo project at the time. Um, and then we changed the name to the Holiday Collective. Uh, that garage also um, birthed In the Flowers, which is Marky and Kimmy Brown's other project. They're also a beautiful couple that DJ together and were a part of the Holiday Collective. And also Marky's other project, which is Yellow the Sun. Um, and it, it's also the garage that Drop Legs share as well or it's their garage, I should say. But um, it was a very prolific garage in Tinted Bar. Um, and then, of course, we met Meg. I met Meg in a cafe uh, that yeah. she was managing. The Roadhouse um, Cafe. It was a hot spot. People loved going there. <laughs> Lots of, again, another little creative melting pot within the creative melting pot. Um, and that's when, yeah, you met me there. Mm. And then we were meant to have a jam with myself and two other people that worked there my friend pete who is a trumpet player proper italian man and mayara who is spanish and like a rocker on the drums would have been a good band would have been great <laughs> <laughs> but, but meg was the only person that showed up for the jam and uh, we in had that garage. in the garage as yeah. well and yeah from that first jam we looked at each other and we're like that's pretty good that's is Quite that good. Where we spat on the hands. I think it was our second practice. Yeah. So we had another practice at Meg's house, and I was like, "So where do you want to take this? You know, like, what's your ambition?" She looked me square dead in the eyes and said, "I want to headline Glastonbury." <laughs> I was like, "I'll do that, but um, as long as we can headline Splendor as well, you know, keep it in both countries." Deal. And then did the hand slap thing. Did the, did the pop, and we still got it. I was I was gonna say that was like audio wise that was a beautiful clap, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also love the commitment of the the spit shake, knowing that you guys definitely had something magical there and then, and also that um, I guess have you spoken to those other two that that missed out on on the um, uh, on the jam and that have missed out <laughs> on headlining Glastonbury? Yes. I think Pete still thinks he's a part of the band because every time I see him, he's like, oh, man, I've got my trumpet ready. I'm ready to go. I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. We're ready, man. Like we're ready for the trumpet player. So. Yeah, by the time we get to Glastonbury, we'll probably be a collective again and have like 20 people behind us and yeah. <laughs> they can be a part of it. I think I so. Love, I love that and I look forward to seeing how the uh, the collective grows and, and builds and, um, and adds members along the way. Uh, I wanted to talk about Lover, which is a brilliant new single that um, you guys released the the tail end in December last year. It's a beautiful track, um, beautiful vocals from yourself, Meg, and a I want to say it's like a um, no, it's it's not a throwback, but I feel like it is influenced by like I want to say like two early two thousands, mid two thousands, like indie or, or alternative rock. <laughs> there's, there's a certain sound to it. Um, and first, I guess, wanting to know what the reaction has been like. You guys, it's, we're now chatting mid-January, so it's been out for a little while. How has it been received so far? Yeah, look, thank you. Um, it's been great. Like, we were really proud to get that one to where we did. Uh, I think it's a real nice accumulation of our sound palette. Like, it's not deeply in, like, the alternative rock. Like, it's got a bit of the indie pop um, nature and there's a real nice balance in that um, 
And the reception that we've had has been it's been great, really. I don't know if you've seen the film clip, but that we had our friend Tommy Franklin come down and dance mm-hmm. there. Uh, we're on a nice beach in northern Tasmania. I'm in a wedding dress. There's, <laughs> there's a lot going on. The whole band's in the theatre. And, yeah, I think the combination of those visuals and the song cut through and got a good response. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like um, it's always hard when you're at the beginning um, of a project because we've definitely made some fans along the way. Which, is, which has been awesome to see it correlate. But, yeah, we're looking forward to being able to push it out to the next layer of people. And, of course, you know, that only comes with um, dedication and um, investment from said record labels and whatever else. So we're kind of at this beautiful um, initiation part of the project and we've got some really cool people involved behind the scenes that are kind of coaching us and mentoring us and and some industry heads that you know are super smart in that regard and and they were really proud of the effort they thought we we nailed it which is a good sign because you know it's really hard to tell yourself um as an artist when you're giving it your best shot you don't you can't really see the forest for the trees sometimes but um Mm. it definitely feels like a strong offering and you know, we've got some other singles coming as well that have similar fabric and, and similar sound palettes and different things. So we're really uh, excited to bring the EP out together as like a, a, a full package and a bit more of a, a deeper understanding of all the different strings on our bow, so to speak, because um, that's definitely one of them um, with Meg's beautiful voice and and that kind of alternative rock. It's nice to hear you pick up on yeah. on those influences for sure. Yeah, I think adding on that, um, one thing that we did this year is we went back to the UK and mm. we went to festivals like Glastonbury and we saw the Rolling Stones and we saw all of these big musical influences and... Arctic Monkeys the Arctic at Reading. Arctic Monkeys, yeah. And nice. <laughs> it, honestly, it was, it was a good good time of music for us but one of the things it did is it made us go oh yeah like this is this is us like I think being in Australia and being surrounded by um, a real particular type of mainstream music and um, that we often see on mm. the radio it was really inspiring to go and see all of that music live and be like oh there's such a love for this still and this is our true nature really broaden our horizons i think especially myself as you know an australian person that grows up with triple j and and is very um you know i think as a culture we're very influenced by that indie rock and like that surf pop rock stuff that yeah uh, I think Meg and I, and Meg especially, doesn't really connect to it all. And I can totally understand why, you know. <laughs> she was kind of spoiled <laughs> with Arctic Monkeys and Foles and Florence and the Machine and whoever else. Of course. <laughs> at the moment. And, you know, so it was really cool to, to go over there. And I think in a way we kind of infiltrated the scene a little bit um, <laughs> as far as getting, you know, getting to hang out backstage at Glastonbury and, 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 yeah. Having a bit of fun and getting like to meet some of these carrot. people. It was like, ooh, 
you yeah. can have this. And we're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Definitely kind of, um, yeah, definitely gave us a new true north of like, oh, okay, this is this is what feels good um, and let's mm. lean into it and let's let it hang in our music rather than almost try and be something else. Yeah. One thing that I, I guess with that in mind is because you mentioned before that the band has been and still currently is and I guess ever evolving and ever changing a collective, is there much of a conversation between yourselves about those influences and and what you have in when you're songwriting? Because um, I imagine that when, when it is a collective, when you've got, you know, however many people jamming together that it it might be easier to not put any restraints on it and kind of have it in a very freeform kind of manner. But then I imagine that's also where you get lost in terms of sounds and influences and what you actually want it to be. Totally. It's a really good question because uh, we're currently experiencing that right now. Um, Cause yeah, it's a, right. it's a fun question <laughs> um, because the guys that I, I left um, and we broke up, we're actually, they're kind of now a part of the band that is holiday. So, um, you know, we're doing that whole dance again. Um, but between Meg and Marky and myself, we set a very kind of firm framework, um, a sound palette, so so to speak, of, of what holiday um, should be um, based upon those influences and and also just like our natural skill set. You know, I, I think if you hear Meg's voice, it's pretty clear that she comes from the same um, school and that uh, of that choral folk. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Pop um, royalty of Florence and the Machine or uh, Hannah Reed from London Grammar, she's got that same tonality and, you know, that's that's a very strong part of our sound. And then myself, you know, I'm heavily influenced by the red hot chili peppers, especially John Frusciante and then Foles and then that kind of, um, alternative rock guitar based melody stuff. So that's a strong part of our sound. And, and Marky, uh, was on a very strong mission and probably still is to be the next Kevin Parker. Um, that was <laughs> from Argentina, which is a, a great mission. And then he found, uh, Brian Eno in his heart as well. So, you know, from a production level, we're going to have that kind of like psychedelic but still very um, pop-inspired bigger productions. So, you know, that was the initial um, kind of pact we made about the band. Um, 
but now, now we find ourselves in this beautiful transition where Marky's leaning more into production and T, um, who's been my lifelong best friend, um, he's a phenomenal bass player and a phenomenal, phenomenal performer, but he's also heavily lent into production for the last five years. So he's kind of coming on board pretty heavily now as well as, um, yeah, he's kind of definitely replacing Marky in the live sense at the moment. He's playing a lot of the bass and some guitar and, and triggering synths and different things for us. So, you know, and his influence is a bit more along the lines of that Foles kind of red hot chili peppers, even something like gorillas. He's into that kind of electronic side of things as well. So I think you'll probably see an evolution from us, um, with our next EP. Um, this one's fairly set in stone, but yeah, T's definitely having a pretty big influence on us at the moment with our songwriting, which is cool, which is cool to have like Meg and I are always going to be pretty set in our ways, but you can bring somebody else into the mix and different producers and you're going to derive something different from us as well. So yeah, it's, it's always involved. Yeah, of course. With, with I guess, that in mind, does the songwriting within the band, like, does the does that method change? I know for um, for Lover, and please correct me if I'm wrong, Meg, that you originally wrote the lyrics, I think, for that almost in 2018 or 19, and then it's kind of evolved over that time. Is that, I guess, a similar method of songwriting within the band? Or as, as you mentioned, Jesse, like the fact that with a new producer or new producing kind of elements coming in that that then changes how you guys kind of work around that. Yeah. And um, we, we've actually, again, been exploring it recently because I come from a different method, methodology almost that like I, I have mostly been on the, I mean, I've either been in choirs or I've been, kind of writing my own music solo project kind of thing. I was in a band when I was like 17, <laughs> which was fun, but writing songs, I always did solo. And then you, you're quite similar. You you went away and wrote a lot of the songs for your previous band by yeah. yourself. Yeah. Or at least like the narrative and the lyrics and some of the melodies. Yeah. Um, and so it's been really interesting well, to be honest, for me, it was actually quite daunting at first being in a group setting and trying to open that, open up and not be afraid. Because I think one of my like go-tos once I feel like nervous or uncomfortable, I'll just shut down and I won't speak. I won't, I'll be like, no, nope, that's me done. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so it actually took a long time f- uh, to be around like these group settings to be able to like crack open and explore writing in different orders. Like I, I write the vocals and the melody and the lyrics first and then kind of instrumentation around it. But then in this group setting, sometimes it's the absolute opposite and they'll all be jamming. They're like, Meg, sing something. And I'm like, oh gosh, well, this is at least how I felt right at the start. Now I feel a bit more comfortable doing it, a little bit more. I think as well because you're quite a perfectionist. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, where I'll just 
man, it sounds like I'm moaning or, or dying sometimes when I'm trying to find that melody. and Or just weird words, like you'll say stuff like chiki chiki num ja to fill the space. <laughs> Whatever. I'm Whatever. like, not perfect. No other human can So only it. gold comes out of Meg's <laughs> mouth. So I'm, I've been definitely trying to be like, oh, it just doesn't matter if it sounds bad. Just get it out, you know, get it out. Be creative, man. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we're definitely um, – intermingling our methodologies. Um, yeah. And it, it's great. You know, there's no, like everybody, there's so many different ways to skin a cat, as we would say in Tasmania. I'm not sure if that's a... <laughs> <laughs> that, that does translate, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, nothing's nothing's the right way and the wrong way. It's like mm. I think if it comes out good and I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a purist for... Um, the, the the thing that happens when everybody stops thinking about it and it comes through us and you listen back to it and you're like, oh, that bit, you know. So um, you can take that bit away and refine it and do whatever you want to it, but as long as, like, the essence is protected and I feel like Lover, for example, is a great example of how we took that song when Meg first brought it to the table um, in the I, garage in 2018. Well, no, actually, it was it was later than that. A bit later. I think I wrote Lover in, it was after the COVID times. <laughs> um, and then, but, yeah, we've done so many versions of that song because that it kind of came out once we were figuring out the format of the band and how we were going to play live and we did it as a three-piece once with just us and Marcus and... Um, no drums were in that one, actually. And then myself and Marcus did it by ourselves once when Jesse wasn't there. And then we did it as a band. A 12-piece. A 12-piece band. <laughs> and then we did it as a five-piece band. And so that song really, um, it got it got a bit of a, yeah. bit of a beating almost. Like it went, <laughs> really went through a lot of trials and tribulations to the point where I didn't like it at one point. I was like, I can't, no, this song's terrible. We should definitely cut it out of everything we'd ever do. And then kind of being like, okay, no, it's not the song. It's just, it just isn't what it is meant to be yet. Well, I think you identified that um, the true essence of the song's personality had been lost. Yeah, lost or, you know, moved on from. And once you kind of spoke up and, Said it's actually a bit sad, like a bit melancholy. It's not mm. like a happy. And then it was, it goes like, oh, well, we're playing it completely wrong. Like we need to put some more minors in there. And and that's when it's funny that whole first section of it came from um, a session we did back in 2020 that we went back to and was like, well, you know, guys, look at this bit of it. This bit's really important because it conveys the melancholy and it builds the suspense. And then when it gets to the major lover, lover, and we hit the D and D major and go back to E major, then it opens up again. So, um, yeah, it's just, so it's really important, I think, to identify the intention of the art, like what, what is the song about and who is it for and, and what does it mean? And then, yeah, once you've got that kind of constructed, it definitely helps with, um, protecting the essence of the song and, and then all the other bits fall into place. 100%. I think that there's, I have quite a bit of admiration for any artist who can kind of um, 
you know that you had something uh, something of worth, something good, something gold, and that you've kind of you're still trying to work out what it is, but the fact that you're able to continue to work through it and not just go, you know what, let's scrap it and move on. Um, because I think that, as I mentioned before, it is a beautiful track. I know that it has resonated very well with fans from what I've seen on social media. Um, I know before, Jesse mentioned that there is more music coming. I don't obviously want to get anyone in trouble. Uh, are we able to talk about what the next year holds for Holiday or, or when we can see some some further music from yourselves? Definitely, Definitely. Simon. And thank no you. Secrets. Thank you, by the way. It's um, Your kind words mean a lot um, at this point in our lives. We're... Uh, <laughs> We want to give everything to the to the project, but we're just so busy at the moment. So it's a real nice reminder, I think, yeah, um, to get excited about the next twelve months because we got a lot of plans, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> going to go back to the UK. Uh, that's that's big on the agenda. Uh, we met a lot of people over there and some bands and stuff. So we're about to uh, release a tour. Um, we're still focusing on the lover tour that we haven't announced. We just play all these shows and our beautiful PR lady that was like, guys, where are all these shows coming from? You meant like, to tell me these things. I meant to like, <laughs> and we're like, oh yeah, shit. Sorry. Sorry, Matt. Um, yeah. So we're still kind of, I guess, learning um, how to be a professional band, but um, <laughs> we, we're catching up pretty quick to ourselves and, um, yeah, we've got a lot of recording still to do. Um, the EP is – we've had it on the ropes now for about four years, but the band <laughs> keeps changing and we keep changing. And But the songs are still the same songs, which is cool. So these songs have really been like teachers almost um, for us to find our sound through. Yeah, definitely to develop the sound. It was I think it was really important to take that time before releasing everything, no matter how frustrating it feels to like – have all of these songs just sitting there and be like, ah, I just want to put them out to the world. Mm. If if we'd done it any other way, it wouldn't have been quite right because we hadn't we hadn't like done the hard yards of yeah finding the sound and like figuring out our relationships internally and the flow of how it all works. So now that we finally reached that point, and I don't know you can rush it. I feel like if you force all of that growth to happen too quickly, you probably end up with something a bit dodgy. So it's nice <laughs> to just do mm. be like, okay, now we're ready. We know the process of how to how to finish the songs and how to finish the videos and the visuals that go with it. Mm. So we've got two singles. Two two more singles coming yep. out. And kind of like a third single that will come out after the EP is released because we love the song. And it's um, a bit of feature time yeah we just want to do a film clip for it because we want to so the first one well the second single coming is work of art Uh, it's a bit more of a funner song um we had this rowdy house party for my sister's 22nd birthday Uh, i have two twin sisters the characters they both got their own bands and they're just full of life um probably a bit like me when i was 22 uh rambunctious we'll call them and we had this crazy house party and we kind of destroyed their lounge room, uh, which was... Initiated by them, though. <laughs> yeah, didn't. they, they led the whole process. Yeah. Uh, but I, we joined in. Um, but my brother, who does 
a lot of the filming for all of our music videos and, and stuff. And the drummer. And he's also the drummer. Phenomenal drummer. We love you, Jade Higgs. Um, he can't help himself, but he had this, like, crazy moment where he filmed everything from kind of on his shoulder and got, like, the whole party. Um, we're just like, it's phenomenal footage. Like, there's it's phenomenal. It's- slow motion like bottle smashing and, and my sister grabbing that <laughs> bottle and sculling it, flicking your hair back very gracefully and when you're on top of tables and T who's like six foot four or whatever and weighs 90 kilos on my shoulders and we're dancing around and, yeah, it's and it's just a, it's basically like an Australian frat party that's, we, you know, we don't really like frat parties but. No, yeah, like it's more beautiful than how you describe <laughs> <laughs> the point is we our visuals instead of being a fancy music video like we've done for lover we just saw this footage and we we're like you know what that's kind of perfect it really sums mm. up some of the song um, and some of the underlying themes of the song and it's quite contrasting because we're not necessarily that rowdy you might have been like <laughs> definitely want to mention it's, that we don't destroy no things often. It's <laughs> beautiful chaos. Beautiful chaos. It's about that it's safe exactly container, it. isn't it? And you know, like youth culture, always full of energy, and and I think um, it's important to celebrate that in a like I said, safe container, and and the beautiful chaos of it all. And I think work of art, the song really kind of encapsulates. Yeah, well, Some it's, it's kind of about feeling a bit out of community and not really knowing your place within the confines of society, society and yeah, not mm. community, sorry, and kind of challenging some of the norms. So I think that's why the footage is quite fitting because it's shocking. You're like, oh, God, the table's broken. Yeah. <laughs> we'll probably do like a second scene of like us playing live party in the paddock or something to break it up a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I am very much looking forward to seeing that video when it does come out, along with the EP and the single. Um, Meg and Jesse, usually we would ask our guests what they're currently listening to. Um, Is there anything at the moment that is on high rotation for for both of yourselves respectively? Yes. Um, (laughs) Maybe one each. Yeah, I'll go first. I, I love dance music um at the moment it's it's my go-to especially like bonobo he's done this dj mix from a few years back and um my phone's name is higgy pop because my last name is higgs and one of my first nicknames i ever ever got was higgy pop off um (laughs) grade four and every time I listen to this Bonobo DJ playlist, I'm like, oh, my God, I think I want to become a DJ one day, and I think my name <laughs> So, yeah, that's me. And I'm like, oh, no, another thing. <laughs> it, it's a pretty good DJ name, I have to be honest, though. It's a pretty good DJ uh, name. Shout um, out to Bonobo. Yeah. If you're listening to us, we love you. Come play for us. Um, my, my, look, I've definitely been stuck in a um in a wolf alice florence and the machine loop loop <laughs> but it's because <laughs> definitely not probably but i think it's good to 
I go through phases and I'm like, oh, where are all the female artists that I actually like listening to? And then they bring out new music and I'm like, oh, thank goodness, because there's a lot of solo pop female artists that I don't really like listening to. Like, I definitely respect what they do and their place in, in music, but when you get a good female-led Rocky-type song or, or band... It's just, it's nice. It's nice to have something to relate to. Paramore's new single. Paramore's new single. Yeah, we love it. This is why Yeah. we break the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. All very solid choices. Um, I think, yeah, very, very solid choices. Both, um, I think there's, um, oh, what is the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say ethereal. It's not even guttural, but I think both Bonobo and Florence, respectively, while maybe different genres, there's um. Oh, this is going to kill me. I can't even think of what the word is. It's a uh, there's there's a. Oh, let's go with credibility to it. There's almost something that you can kind of hear in the music, and it's not necessarily just the vocals, but it is, um, that it's heartfelt. That it is there's a connection between the artist and the music with both of those kind of um, artists. So I think yeah, very very solid choices. Yeah. No, your, thanks, Simon. Your Jesse's dad always says, well, it's the Adele thing that he said to you. Mm. He said, why do people like Adele to Jesse? And what did you say? You're like, um, oh, I don't know, she's really good. My dad's quite shamanic, you could call him. He also um, shreds the guitar like no one else I've really seen um, in his own Tasmanian shamanic ways. But he's always kind of reminding me that um, people want to connect to the people. You know, they want to connect to the person that's singing the song um, and their spirit, as he says. And he said to me that the reason why people connect to Adele is because her spirit is in her voice and you can feel her presence when she sings. And I guess um, it's the same for Bonobo and Florence, what, like just, just how you said, like there's a difference between those artists where you can just really feel it. They're fully committed, aren't they? They're fully, yeah. like especially someone like Florence, she's very passionate and the way she performs and the way she connects with her voices. Yeah. Or even someone like Whitney Houston. We went to watch the new Whitney Houston movie the other day and it's nice. fantastic. It's <laughs> Honestly, it's brilliant. But it's not Whitney singing and just like any of these movies that they, they redo and someone plays them, like no matter how good they are, mm. that spirit thing in their voice that thing that makes you want to cry that entire time that they're, they're performing is, is missing a little bit and it doesn't matter like what the song is but it's, it's just that it's quite simply them in the music Bohemian Rhapsody got me I was pulling my eyes out for <laughs> sure. I, I think that your dad has articulated it quite well though Jesse I think the word I was looking for was spirit I think that's probably a very nice way to encapsulate um, <laughs> what we were trying to discuss. Um, both Meg and Jesse, thank you very much for coming onto the podcast. I very much appreciate it. Uh, congratulations on the single holiday. And we do look forward to seeing, um, sorry, the, the single lover. And we do look forward to seeing the band holiday onto a playing party at the paddock next month. And uh, when those further tour dates are released, we'll make sure that we share them on the podcast as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Thanks so much.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. 